You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Yep, that is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode two of the Grieving Mamas Club. Today, we are going to jump in a little deeper to Kara's story, but we're going to start out a little bit on the lighter side and talk about how our weeks have been. And I was just telling Kara that Parker, my one-year-old, I went to pick her up from school yesterday and she was all ready to go. Like as soon as I walk into the classroom, she's like ready to rock. Like she drops whatever she was doing, runs over to the door. In the process of that, <laughs> in the process of that, another little boy came over and he, I guess, wanted to hug her goodbye. I don't know. Oh. And so he comes over, comes in for the hug and Parker literally two hands to his chest, shoves him the F off. Of him. <laughs> the teacher then goes, Parker, of which I was like half embarrassed. And I was like, oh, Parker. Whoops. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't push him, but also like consent. She didn't want the hug. So yes. then, then the little boy is like, oh, I guess I didn't try hard enough. No, and he comes. He comes in for a second hug. And Parker was like, let me push you harder. And yes. the teacher goes, the teacher goes, oh, yeah, that's I don't remember his name. She goes, he's a little bit of an aggressive hugger. You know, <laughs> very, sweet. I, very sweet. I mean, I could probably be accused of also being an aggressive hugger. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We all get a little excited sometimes. And that's really cute that he wants to give hugs and stuff like that. I mean, but you know, especially in the COVID world these days, and I know that also they're toddlers and you can't really prevent it, but there has to be some teaching of that. I mean, I guess I can only speak from experience with Ellie's school that they are like, we try to instill, Hey, germs, and we have personal space and we need Mm -hmm. to keep our hands to ourselves. It doesn't happen because I see these girls all over each other, my daughter included all over. So, but that is so funny that she was just like, "Mm -mm, not today or any day. No, she was like, I'm not signing the release. Get the app away from me. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want I want none of you none of this <laughs> and, yeah and I was just like I know yeah. that the, the appropriate parent response is for me to be like Parker we don't hit our friends but she didn't she didn't want to hug yeah that's okay I can't tell her to accept a hug no no I know well you are much better I think I would have been like oh Ellie, I don't know, you know, but in the car, I've been like, Hey, listen, (laughs) Hey, listen, you know, I understand if someone doesn't want to give you a hug and that's okay. You need to tell him and Ellie's three and a half Parker's a year. She has words. Yeah. Parker doesn't have words. She shoves. Yeah. Way different situation scenario, but yeah. Good for her. Ultimately net, net good for P. (laughs) messing with the wrong p (laughs) not interested in your hugs no Mm -mm. i love that i love it so kara how was your week it was good i'm i worked out for the best that i think that maybe we were supposed to record last week. We ended up not because there was just too much going on for the both of us. Literally running around like a wild person. Well, yeah, you're getting ready to go out of town. I mean, yes. And so, perform a ceremony, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. But you looked gorgeous, by the way. Oh my God. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. You're welcome. But yeah, anyway, no, last week it, it worked out for the best just because I felt like last week was super heavy. Um, just very emotional and Sorry. Can hear my husband putting our daughter to bed and just like can't like lightly walk. It's gotta be pound, 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 pound with your heels. It's just like I I feel like Ben also walks like that and it is the <laughs> ever loving crap out of me. But I think I might do the same. So I have to like <laughs> So you have to like watch what you like. Oh, yeah, because well, I feel like I feel like the days that I notice it are the days I'm like. He could breathe and I could be like, are you fucking breathing? Yes. 
those are the days that I notice it. So I'm like, okay, am I, am I coming from a place? Is he actually walking like that? Or am I just, just pissed off at the world? Yeah. It, it could be both. It's yeah. probably a healthy yeah. mixture of both. It's a little column A, column B, but yeah. column yeah. B just happened to be the I'm rageful <laughs> column. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. That's what was, if you heard the pounding, you know, mm. that's what that was. Anyway, last week was just kind of heavy and emotional for whatever reason. I don't know if it was a full moon or I don't, I don't think anything was in retrograde, but nonetheless, I think what really maybe stemmed or what kind of led me to more of a, like an emotional week was on Saturday, I got my hair done and my hairstylist is intuitive. And she is just as sweet as pie. Her name is Tina and just as sweet as pie, just so laid back and go with the flow. I love her to death. And she's never, she never like pushes anything, but I'm always talking to her about it. I'm like, so, oh my gosh, can you see, or like, what's it like? Or when you can do past, like when you can see someone's past life regressions, like what, what is it like? I'm just asking you tip very- her extra well after these. <laughs> I just try generally try to always tip her well. Okay. So you're like getting a twofer, you're getting like yeah. a scalp massage and like, yeah, some, oh my God, don't even get me started on the scalp massage because oh my God, that is, that is worth its weight in gold alone. Yes. But yes. So anyway, I've been going to her for a couple of years. And so she has been on this journey with me. Like she knew when my mom passed away and she knew Mm -hmm. when I had the miscarriage and knew me before all of that too. So anyway, we're just always talking about the other side and all of that kind of stuff, just because I find it so interesting. So she's cutting my hair, blow drying it. And she's like, Hey, well, while your color was processing, your mom came to me and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) And so she I don't want to screw this up, but I'm going to, I'm going to completely butcher it because it's just from my memory, which is already gone. But she was like, yes, she did. She wants, she actually gave me this piece of paper, which you can't see, but you can Mm -hmm. hear. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when, when I was processing, she said she was in the back eating lunch and she closes her eyes and my mom or the spirits or whomever can just speak to her. And so, and so she was closing her eyes writing. So it's kind of hard to read, but she closed her eyes and she just writes down. So it looks, it looks like it's really hard to read. It looks kind of scribbly, but, but it was really amazing. And it was so what I needed to hear because I've been kind of going through a tough time. Like, as you know, it's ebbs and flows riding that wave of grief. So see if I can kind of read this without completely losing it, but it starts off with, she's the apple of my eye. I know she's at the apple of my eye, my temple of joy. I encourage her on this new journey that was dealt to her because she has been granted the opportunity to share the abundance of joy of what afterlife is for all. Okay. Oh, (laughs) convey to the masses. We are exhilarated. Oh, Kara. With the heavens to instill a portion of this magic into mainstream media through podcasts in which she is exploring. People are ready for this healing. I'm shining my light through her while she is streaming something about uh, in which she holds to ignite joy into wonderful life. Um, Oh, and then uh, she, something about their wonderful nest in which I visit frequently. So she comes to our house frequently, which is pretty cool, but there's no way that Tina, my stylist could have made this up. Sure. She, she knows that because we were posting on social media that we were starting this podcast. Yep. But she, she doesn't know anything. She started to go in further about my dad, which is something that I have been struggling with. And my dad has been seeing somebody has had a girlfriend and it's been, it's just been a change that I always knew that it would happen. And I want that so bad for my dad, but it's been really hard for me 
to just to see that and just to be on the same level. And so for sure, for sure. Because as we've talked about, you've lost your mom. Like, yes, that's a, you're never going to get over that. And I, you know what? I hate saying that. I hate being like, you're never going to get over that because it sounds like you're going to be sad and in this low for the rest of your life. And I hope that I'm a testament to people that that's not the case. Like I miss my mom every single laughing day, but it has been almost 16 years and there is some joy here too. And so I think it's, it's okay for you to feel for you to have had a heavy week in the wake of things. Yeah. You'd be feeling a certain way. Yeah. And thank you. And I totally say what you're saying. Like, yeah, you're never going to, it just changes. You're never going to stop missing that person. And my dad is just on a different grief journey than say my brother and I, the grief journey is different for my brother and I versus my dad, because, Mm -hmm. you know, as we were talking about earlier, my brother and I lost our mom and no matter how loving, caring, nurturing, et cetera, someone can be that no one will ever replace our moms versus I can only imagine that. And I mean, also Tina said that my mom said that this person is bringing my dad a lot of joy and she is helping him feel again. So that's been very helpful for me too to understand so, you know, like I said, my dad's on the different grief, grief train and it's just different. I don't, I don't want to, I like, I really am trying to be careful about how I'm saying this because I don't want to diminish what he's gone through or anything yeah, like that. For sure. um, so Kara, I do think that your stylist in what she sent to you, gave to you is quite a gift, but is actually like a super good segue into diving into your story. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because one of the first things I wanted to know, so you and I met what, two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like we're like lifelong friends who have known each other's moms. I want you to tell me a little bit about your mom. Like what, what was she like? What were your, your happy memories of her? I want to know a little more about her. Oh man, Jane, <laughs> she, we were thick as thieves, especially when Ellie came along, it was the three of us, but my mom was like, everyone says truly my best friend. We went to <laughs> we would every, pretty much every Saturday. I was like, we were always hanging out and it was nothing fancy, but we'd go to Russell's and then we loved Russell's down on Backland. And then we'd go to Target, just kind of bum around and shop. Our pastime, favorite pastime is shopping. And, you know, some people have other hobbies, but ours is spending money. So (laughs) it is what it is. That was me and my mom too. I love that. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Yelp every Saturday, buddy. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So we spent a lot of Saturdays doing that. And like I said, especially when LA came along, it was the three of us just doing that. My mom had, she had like such like a preppy little style. It's cute. It was not necessarily my style, but you know, she loves fairies, like fairy the Sperry shoes, very top tighters. And yeah. yeah. And Tom's shoes. And she always had like, like little, like Ralph Lauren, just tops and very trendy, but also love jewelry. Again, love to spend money, loved purses and makeup. Oh my God. And hair stuff. And so she was, oh, her hair was always like a thing where she was just always trying to fight it. She had naturally curly hair, mm-hmm. but she was always trying to straighten it. And she was always worried about it. Well, that's but, because she's of the age of where straight hair was like, if you didn't have straight hair, you were nobody. Yes. So she's Rashida, yes. That. Yes. She would tell me about how she used to like in high school, iron, iron and board her hair. Yeah. No, you know about this? Mm-hmm. No, my mom wasn't doing it, but I know about it. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never heard anyone else who knows what that is. That is hilarious. Yep. Her hair was long enough to do it. That's what I think, yeah. you know, well, Sunny and Cher, I feel like Cher did that. <laughs> that random, pre, pre random iron, like, pop culture. Irons. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, my mom and I were super tight, super close, and did a lot of stuff together. You know, um, I'm not give, I'm not doing our relationship justice, but no, you are. She was your best friend. That's yeah. what I'm getting. And I am a little piece of me is. Not a jealous isn't the right word, but like, cause I'm smiling about it, but a little piece of me is like, I'm envious. Maybe, maybe that's it. But you got even a little time with just with you, her and Ellie, because I didn't get that with either of my kids, especially yeah. with Parker. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that Parker's little personality, as I mentioned earlier, this episode, like bitch, gonna push somebody. <laughs> That is like, I laugh because that's some of my mom coming out. So it would have been so fun to see them interact. And my mom would have just been like over the moon about her grandbabies. But yes, you're doing, oh, yeah. you're doing it justice. She was your best friend. Oh yeah. And there was like no one. I mean, I talked to her way too much every day, all day, texting, mm-hmm. calling, get in the car, call my mom, you know, get back in the car, call my mom and, oh, check mom, look at this picture that we got from school or check out this picture. I just took of Ellie, just what, mm-hmm. always FaceTiming, whatever. And then especially, and then just to have that validation, I think is like what my brother had his second kid, Theo, who's now about a year and a half old. He wait, you do we already talk about this? Your brother has a 15 year old and a one year old. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like so, the gap. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my sister-in-law had Alex before. Oh, okay. okay. Me and my brother and met. Like, and then dang, they got out of they Like, I feel like past four. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm not going back to diapers. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not going again. back to that yeah. sleep, that's non-sleep life. That's so awesome. true. No, yeah, it is. And my brother adopted him and everything. So just oh, a fun little, yeah, such a fun story. But it's my, my brother coined it like perfectly. It's like he yearns for that validation from our mom that like, how cute is Theo? Oh my mm. gosh, he's so sweet. You know, he got to experience mm. that with, with Alex and her a little bit, but well, not a lot of it because how long, but you know, that's probably what you're missing too, is that validation. Oh, yeah. oh, like, yeah. So that's totally understandable. So we were, like I said, we were constantly FaceTiming and everything. And even though she lived 20 minutes away, we're still FaceTiming with mm-hmm. FaceTime with mm-hmm. Nana. Then we do that. Oh, we do that with Ben's parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And so then COVID hit mm-hmm. and, and that was like, so scary. February, that February, 2019, 2020. God, I'm just so confused. <laughs> Thank you. February 2020 yes, right. was the last year. And because I had such a crappy ass pregnancy with Parker, yeah. I feel like COVID technically started for me in like October of 2019. So I've just been a shell of a human since yeah. then. Anyway. Yes. Just, just, just making it through. Just I mean, making it day by yeah. day, drinking my canned champagne and doing the best I can. That's, <laughs> you know what? You got two healthy little babies and that's all that yes. matters. And you're yes. healthy too. So March 2020 yeah. hits. Yeah. So March 2020 hits, COVID hits. And so we start, you know, I have to start to quarantine, start staying home, mm-hmm. still FaceTiming with my mom and Nana. She, at this point, she's kind of complaining and had been complaining for a couple of weeks that her hip was bothering her. And so this wasn't like too out of the normal for her because about a year later, her sister my aunt Elaine passed away kind of, kind of suddenly too. So my mom had injured her hip again, mm-hmm. fast forward a year later. And so she was just kind of like laying around, like not really was kind of just kind of seeing not so much herself anymore. So much so to the point where she stopped answering my phone calls and my text messages mm-hmm. and then would just take a really long time. The really, the real defining moment was when she took like a super long time to respond to my text message, which was not like her. It was like almost 24 hours or something. And I was like, mm. oh my gosh, should I make her mad? Like what's going on? And so I texted her back. I was like, mom, I really feel like something's going on. Are you depressed or are you sad? Whatever it is, like, let's get you to a doctor. Let's get this looked at. Like, let's figure mm-hmm. this out. I'm here for you. I love you. And it took a long time to respond. And when she did respond, it was so not her. It was like, it was misspellings and like punctuation errors galore. And that was not her. Like she would 
come back and if she misspelled the word the, she would come mm-hmm. back and say the with like an asterisk. Like, I get what you mean, Ma. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so just anyway, the text didn't sound like her at all. And so I was like, that's strange, but I brushed it off. Then my dad calls me and he says, Hey, Kara, mom is not doing good. And so again, I'm not even thinking, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm not even thinking sure. the worst. I'm not, I'm not thinking death or anything. I'm just, did thinking, you think like, she had like COVID or something though? Cause I feel like we no. were at the high, like we like, yeah, Gary's were real. No, oh, so, so scary. Well, I knew that she had never left the house. My dad was mm. the only one leaving. Mm. And so, and they were being pretty good about everything. I didn't know what was wrong with her. And so my dad was like, you know, something's wrong. Something mom's not doing good. Something's wrong. And I'm like, dad, you know what? This is just really, there's a lot going on. We need to be just, we need to be aware of, just be kinder, you know, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, that's when we were all like, we're all in this together. And, you know, like all of that kind of <laughs> Yeah. Remember those yeah. days? Remember bake- that? It yeah. was short, short lived. sourdough. Yeah. yeah. Short lived. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, Kara, she's not doing well. And I'm like, okay, well shit. I'm like, at this point I had been locked up like raw as hell, not even left the house except for to like go, <laughs> go for a walk. <laughs> locked up rise. <laughs> I mean, I, I stole that from somebody else, Heather McMahon, but like, she's nailed it. We I were, mean, I was also locked up rise hell. Like I was, and I was pregnant. So I was, Oh, oh God, I was so yes, yeah. a dark time, right? Just there a dark time. Yes. yes. So at this point it had been like 25, 27 days or something like that. And, and so I, I was like, okay, well I'm coming over. And so I come over and, you know, like I'm wearing a mask and I'm scared to death that like, I'm going to give my mom COVID or my parents COVID. And, you know, meanwhile, Brian's the only one that had left the house and we were like, sanitizing groceries and he'd take a shower as soon as he gets, so there's like, knowing what we know now, it's like no fucking no fucking way, but like, whatever. So, so I show up and my mom is laying in bed and her face is like so sunken in. She just looks so dehydrated and she could barely talk because her mouth just sounded like it was full of cotton balls. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I was like, Oh mom, what? I was like, mom, what is wrong? And she's like, it's my hip and it'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. I'm like, mom, this is not this isn't right. We need to get, we need to call a doctor. We're going to tell it like a telehealth right now. Mind you, it's eight, nine o'clock at night on a Thursday. And, uh, it's actually the weekend before the week, week of Easter. So this is April at, by this point. And so I'm scrambling to work with my dad to try and find like, dad, do you have telehealth? Like, where's your health insurance? Like, well, while he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know where any of that stuff is. I'm like, where's your employee guidebook? Where's your handbook? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so by this time it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, okay, there's nothing we can do. I don't know if, you know, if telehealth is even something that we can do right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, you need to drink I even, I knew it, but at this point, like she was so dehydrated. I knew that she, there wouldn't be enough water in the world for her to drink. You know, mm-hmm. she needed, she needed medical attention like ASAP. Yep. So Friday morning I call my boss and I'm like, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but my mom is, my mom's going to need to go to the hospital this weekend. I'm not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. I call my dad and he's like, we're calling an ambulance today. My mom's got to go to the hospital. And I was just like, shit. So well, also a little background too. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place, but no, I mean, this is a hard story to tell, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. My mom wasn't one for really going to see doctors on a regular basis. So this will be listeners, a trend, <laughs> trend alert, because <laughs> neither was my mom. And I will talk about that in my episode. So I think it's like a generational thing. Yes. I don't know. I think, and especially for, for me and my mom and my family, like black people just don't go to the doctor. And so, yeah, yeah. And so that had a lot to do with it, but yeah, I just think that generation doesn't, I mean, just like that generation doesn't, I hate to generalize a generation, but that boomer generation, (laughs) like they're not, they just like, they don't, really believe in mental health care and all of those kinds of things either. Yeah. We love them. They're our parents, but still it's 
Yeah, they don't. It's like new. That's that's like foreign, new concept. Yeah, yeah. It's just just the idea that like you're not feeling well, and there are people who went to school to help you. Like you don't have to go through life not feeling well. Right. Yeah. It's not a thing. No, you should be happy. Yeah. Like Like, you should be living life physically as well. Like you don't have to go through life with a hurting back or hip or any of those things. There are people who that's, I'm on a tangent. Continue. No, but you're right. It's so true. It's so true. And I think that by this point, my mom knew maybe potentially knew something was greater was, you know, a mess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I get over there. My brother gets over there Friday morning. And you know, this, this, the situation had just like gotten worse. My mom had just gotten worse. We call an ambulance. Mm And meanwhile, also while I'm talking to her, like Thursday night and Friday, she's in and out of consciousness. So, yeah. So I'm like, mom, 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 like, are you listening to me? She's like, Oh oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like thinking, okay you know, she's super dehydrated. There must be like some, some sort of like toxicity or something, something leaking to the brain or something like along those lines. And I'm thinking, okay, we're calling an ambulance. Let's get her to the hospital. They're going to get her fixed up and we're going to be ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Like mom, we're calling an ambulance. You know, we're going to do that. And she's just rolls her eyes. Actually, she's rolling her eyes because by this point they send a, a fire truck and an ambulance, even though when my dad called, he said, it's not an emergency. Please, you don't need to send mm-hmm. everybody, but they do anyway. And they did anyway. And, you know, having my parents live on their street for over 30, 36 years. And uh, my dad still mm, lives there. They don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. It just draws a lot of attention, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so all the neighbors are out and of course it's like COVID on top of it. So everyone's like, holy shit. She's Jane's got the vid, you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I swear it's not that like, you know, like we're not yeah. like the bubonic plague here. Like, yes. but, but you know, worse. So, <laughs> so she hears the sirens and she just rolls her eyes because she knows that she can't do anything about it. And mm-hmm. she just has to kind of accept it. And that was, ugh, that sucked to see too. So she gets taken away. They start asking her a bunch of questions and she's, she knows that Donald Trump is the president and she got the year wrong, but and a couple other questions wrong where I was just like, Oh, that's mm. not, this isn't good. So they take her to the hospital in which my dad my brother and I are just completely at a loss. We don't know what to do. My brother has a one month old newborn at home, mm. has his mm. mom in the house. I didn't realize that your yes. Was, yeah. That fresh. Yeah. So fresh. So, so mm. fresh. He's got a newborn. So he's got a, you know, a wife too, to take care of mm-hmm. who is just gone through it. And at this point, you guys still don't know what is happening. Correct. correct. You still yeah. are just like, yeah, they're just going to, gonna take the hospital. yeah, yeah. yeah she's probably gonna be on medicine for the rest of her life. You know, they're going to fix her and it's going to mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. So we just start like purging shit at the house. Like we had something, there was something called the carb cabinet that we nicknamed. And there was just like full of like, my mom loved like Ayurvedic, I think Ayurvedic medicine where it was, you know, all natural supplements and everything, (laughs) but the real damn deal to like cure her ailments. And like, I'm all in that too, but I, I was going to call your ass out. Yes. yes. Wait a minute. Care Where's, yeah, like, where's this, this, and then you love do that. Not, <laughs> do not be making fun of Jane no. because your ass does that too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I've really since scaled it back because I was, that's kind of like jaded me. But I mean, so we destroy the carb cabinet, get rid of that. And that was kind of like a, like a processing thing for us. Like, okay, like mm-hmm. mom doesn't need this stuff anymore. She's going to be on real medicine and it's going to fix her around. So she gets taken away at 1230. 1232 to be exact. And around three o'clock, we get a call from the ER and it's not the ER doctor. It's the physician's assistant. And Mm -hmm. she can't tell us anything for certain. All she can do is just tell us that she's seeing a lot of masses and they, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom's been through a couple CAT scans by this point and, you know, and she's on IVs and she has been laughing and having a great time, but but they're seeing a lot of masses, a lot of masses on her brain and her just all over the place. And so at that point, or I still am thinking, 
okay. Okay. That's okay. We're, we're going to do some chemo and we're going to get over this, you know, or we're going to radiation. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. A couple hours later, the ER doctor calls us and, and she's like, basically these aren't her words. Basically she said, there is more places that their cancer is not than there is. So mm. basically, you know, she had in her brain and her lymph nodes and her lungs and her spinal cord and her every single place you could have cancer. She had it. She had like a, apparently a couple tumors on her brain, one that was significant in the back of her head. And then one that was smaller on her left side that was bleeding. And Which they said, explain the like misspelling text. Yes. And like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said that this all stemmed from cervical cancer. Hmm. So, which that also sucks because cervical cancer, while it's not preventable, it is a hundred percent curable. It's a hundred percent treatable. It's that's why we go in. That's why we took the Gardasil shot they for HPV, which mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that, but that's, a, that's another vaccine conversation for later, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's why we go to the gynecologist to mm-hmm. have our pap smears and they look for any abnormalities so that they can pre- not prevent, but they can treat. So that sucks. But you know what? It's, yeah. It is what it is. So I, I, even if my if they would have found probably the cervic, cervical cancer, I don't know that my mom would have gone through with the chemo. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. it, I feel like this probably would have been her fate regardless, because I feel like she would have been down this other path of, well, I'm going to find some natural supplements to take care of this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting um, to me how, I guess parallel, that's probably not the right words, but I mean, my mom also passed away of something that could have been completely, I don't want to say preventable because my mom died of a heart attack. She was high or high blood pressure and heart disease runs in my family. However, she just like stopped taking her medicine. So why? Right. Right. And so I (laughs) also, I had to do a whole lot of anger management, I guess, initially, because I was like, this didn't have to be it. Like, yeah, you like, did you choose to die? Should I have been paying more attention? Like a lot of, a lot of that happens when it's something. Yeah. Cause it, there's anger, there's anger and death anyways, when someone dies. And so when it's, it, it, the anger just seems higher to me whenever it's something that you're like, it didn't have to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like things like, oh, they died on accident in a car accident or, Mm -hmm. you know, wrong place, wrong time, or, you know, like they just developed cancer from, because they did, you know, nothing in particular that they like did, but yeah, it's something that could have been stopped. But ultimately Mm -hmm. I think that what I realized early on, it's, and I've never really gone through that stage of grief, like anger. You know, they say that the seven stages, seven stages of grief. I never really went through that because I'm not mad at my mom. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not mad at her at all. I I You're feel bad. Than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll get there. I don't know. Maybe I'll get there because it's not linear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I could. I maybe, was I could, so yeah. angry initially. Well, I take it back. I was I was angry initially. Then I didn't grieve the way that I think you should. And then I was angry again. And then, yeah, I've been like, yeah, you had to like relive all that because if you're not feeling those emotions straight up early on, like right away, maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to come back to haunt you Mm -hmm. because if you don't deal with it, when it happens, it's going to come back to haunt you because it's going to come back to haunt you regardless. And, but Mm -hmm. you better have some tools or some prep or have at least know like, okay, I, what I think what really helped me in, well, okay. I'll say what really helped me was just researching the shit out of grief and Mm -hmm. finding Mm -hmm. out that there were seven stages of grief and just Mm -hmm. figuring, putting, being able to label and identify the seven stages was very helpful. We'll probably need to do a whole podcast on that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. So anyway, we find out that she's got cancer head to toe. There's nothing that they can do except send her home on hospice. Mm. So my dad 
put her on hospice. And we, at this point, we think that she's going to die in the hospital. It's Mm -hmm. Saturday. They only allow one visitor for one time for 30 minutes. Yeah. Cause this is peak COVID. Like this is, yeah. Yes. So my dad goes see her. Sorry. I keep interrupting. Yeah. No, it's okay. Couldn't even see her every day. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. She went in on Friday. My dad goes on Saturday FaceTimes Mm. with with us and she just looked horrible, you know, mm-hmm. not really again, the same stuff. Like she was in and out. My dad printed off. It was really sweet. He printed off like a ton of pictures of us mm-hmm. and the family and posted it, like pa- taped them to her hospital room wall. And, and then I thought that was, I thought she was going to die on Easter Sunday of 2020. And then, mm-hmm. and then she didn't, <laughs> then she came home that following Monday, that next day on Monday. And Rashida, it was like, like Lazarus. Okay. (laughs) She's back. Okay. She's back. She's She's not walking around. She's not walking around or anything. She's not. She's got but, less pain, so but now she's, she's more tell- like herself. Yeah. Yes. This the the magic of modern medicine has brought this woman back to life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <laughs> they pumped her full of, she was. The ambulance pulls up, and she's like, "What up, host?" <laughs> literally, she was like, "Bring me around back, back the ambulance into the driveway. Bring me around the back and." The ambulance driver is telling me this. I'm like, you have Jane Sullivan in there. Are you sure? Because the Jane Sullivan that I know that left this house and that I saw two days ago was not directing orders. Yes. No, she was not coherent enough. Mm -hmm. Like she was saying that no one was wearing masks and protective gear. And I'm like, mom, it's COVID. They're wearing that stuff. Like she Mm -hmm. just wasn't herself. Like she just didn't know. Yeah. So she's telling this ambulance driver to, to back her ass up through the <laughs> driveway. She comes home and like, we're saying our goodbyes because we're like, our mom's on mom's on hospice and mm-hmm. we got to say our goodbyes. And I'm like, mom, I'm going to miss you so much. And all this stuff. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm like, huh? She's like, I'm fine. Everything's going to be okay. She's like, I'm going to get over this. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So that's how we're dealing with this. Okay. Mm. More denial. Okay. That okay. Let's deal. Let's deal with it. So for what the next do for you though. So like, to yeah, know, to like, to, to see her doing well, but to know there is oh. likely no coming back. Yeah. I mean, gotta be a little bit of a mind fuck for you. Such a total mind fuck. It, Cause it's like one part of me was like, wait, you're supposed to be, you were supposed to die and you're alive, which Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I need to be happy about because like my mom's still here, but also she's on hospice. And generally when people are on hospice, they don't get off hospice. Mm -hmm. I found out that that's not true, that people can go on hospice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. So, so I was just very much like, I didn't know what to feel. I felt guilty for thinking that just wanted to hurry up and get this process over with, mm-hmm. which I later learned is something called anticipatory grief. Yep. So having a label on that, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. I'm not a weirdo. Like that is, that is truly something. Not in the least, but something. Yeah. 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 But so for the next three weeks, I was over at my parents, you know, we were ordering dinners and everyone was, you know, just like such a huge outpour of of support with people helping with dinners and, you know, stuff like that. And we were just, I was just spending a lot of time, a lot of time. And so I'm so grateful looking back. And a lot of people said this too, you're going to be so grateful for this time. And I am so grateful for that time, but mm-hmm. it was weird though, too. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I, yeah. I, uh, I have a, a weird gripe about people being like, be grateful for X, Y, Z, or you're going to be grateful with X, Y, Z, because it sets you up for complicated feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I struggled at the very beginning of COVID. I struggled when people would say, um, well, be grateful for this extra time you're getting with your family or be grateful, (laughs) be grateful that you're, 
you're healthy and like all these things. And I'm like, but you're setting me up to where I now feel guilt on top of the grief I am feeling for all the shit going on. Yes. Don't, I don't, I hate, I have like a weird, like, it is rare for me. I won't speak for you and I won't speak for our listeners, but it is rare for me that the sentence. Yeah. But be grateful that dot, 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 dot follows something I should actually be grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, Rashida. Oh my it is, gosh. It is. You're so right. <laughs> and how much of that shit is flying around on social media? That's like, just be grateful for this time. This is this, this extra time with your kids. Okay, Cheryl, Cheryl, Carol, I am Carol, Carol, Karen. We don't want to spend extra time with our kids. (laughs) Yes. And also I will, when I don't have a full-time job to, so I don't also have to worry about schooling my two and a half year old Mm -hmm, schooling mm -hmm. in quotes, big quotes. And then also worried, am I going to lose my job? Is my husband going to lose his job? Is my toddler getting too much screen time at some point? Like, yeah, I'm grateful for all this extra time, but like, and it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. But like, but you're so L-O-L-O-L-O-L-Z. right. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-Z. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, you're I'm so right. sure, I'm sure that you were in some ways grateful for that. I, I don't even want to call it, I'm, I'm hesitant to say extra time with your mom because yeah. you could have had extreme extra time with your mom. Your mom could still be here. Right. That's a wild statement to me to be like, yes, for the time you had. Right. Totally. God, it's so loaded. It's just so loaded. So it's like, I wasn't myself. I wasn't, she wasn't herself. We weren't doing what we would normally be doing. My mom was laying in a hospital Mm -hmm. bed Mm -hmm. with um, all this medicine around. My daughter wasn't coming around because we were scared. At this point, we're thinking, oh my God, now I could get COVID because my mom was in the hospital. The hospitals were COVID hotspots. So, I mean, like it was just wild. So it's, it's too much, like I'm too much. Feeling, I'm feeling the weight of all of this for you, but oh gosh. well, not for, not for you. Yeah, I know. I never, like, I never want you to feel like I'm like, yes, girl. I totally understand because no. this part, this part of your story is different from mine because I didn't have anticipatory grief. I yeah. died pretty freak, like pretty fast and like, out of nowhere. But anyways. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah. Yeah. The anticipatory grief is a weird thing because you feel guilty because Mm -hmm. you're just, I just think that like, you you just feel guilty. Like I remember thinking to myself and I'm sorry, mom, I remember thinking to myself, what are you doing? You're supposed to be dead. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to think that about somebody. You're not alone your mom. I know that. I know. I know, but I'm not, I don't want you to continue to feel guilty about that because what the hell were you supposed to do? And it's like you said, the person who was in front of you was no longer the person who was your mom, that the person that you, you knew that, you know, like, I, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Just everything had changed. Everything had changed. And it changed so quickly though, too. So like by the time and how many weeks it was two to three weeks in between the hospital and your mom passing away. Three. Yeah. That's what Mm -hmm. I thought you told me. And so that is still fast for the record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Still fast. That is still to go from like I'm going to have my mom for the next forty years if I'm lucky yeah. to wait a minute, my mom is passing away like in two weeks. That's yeah. still fast. Very yes. It's yes, unexpected and it's fast. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The whole thing is is jarring, even to an outsider. But I don't think I can't speak for your mom, but I, I doubt that she is like that darn Kara was wishing me a way to die. I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah. Right. How, you <laughs> know? Just, right. No, I know. Yeah. I know that, that you probably don't carry any of that with you when you pass, you know, there's just, mm-hmm. like she said, there's so much joy in the afterlife, but anyway, I saw a quote so. today. So it says, and it's from the account, uh, Laura Elizabeth Duck. She Mm. shares, she is a, lost her mom as well. And I've been following her on my own personal account for a bit, but she said, you have to live the rest of your life without them. Then you get to spend the rest of forever together. Mm. And I was like, that's a different way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yep. 
I'm writing that down. So talk to me about your mom passes away. Yeah. And what did you do to initially cope? Mm. So, God, what did I do? Well, for me in, in this situation, I planned my mom's funeral. I planned, and fu- again, funeral in quotes, like figured out, you know, my dad did too. And my brother obviously too, but like I planned the readings and the music mm-hmm. and my brother helped with that too. And it was limited to just immediate family. So mm-hmm. my family, my dad, my brother's family, and then my grandparents, that was it. And my grandparents are 86 and 87. So they are at extreme high risk. Mm-hmm. So to even see them and to have them around was like really scary, but and then the rest of it was like was broadcast through YouTube. So like, that's like a whole nother, you know, thing like that. Here's all of the rest of our friends and family who can't mm-hmm. even grieve. They have to do it through a computer. And so like yep. now yep. if there was a YouTube service, it would probably be feel more normal, especially for us since all day, every day we're on teams, zoom calls, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of it, that was so foreign. So it's yeah. a lot of you know, my best friends have told me, they're like, God, I forget that your mom, and they mean this in the most genuine way. they like, I forget that your mom has been gone or that this isn't your first mother's day without her or whatever, because I feel like I didn't get to properly grieve. And they don't mean that in like a selfish way, but no, it is kind no. of, but, mm-hmm. but they should totally be selfish because they care for me and they're my best friends and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. loved my mom and my mom loved them. And, and they didn't get to say goodbye. Yes. Like, that's hard. That's it really is hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. So that adds another layer of complexity anyway. So after going through that, I was just completely lost. I remember sitting at my desk in my kitchen, just crying, saying, saying, I don't want to live mom. I don't want to live without you. Oh, Kara. Those were the first words I said when my mom, when I really told the news. Yeah. Those are the first words I said. I, I said, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. Same. I won't, I won't do this. Like, yeah. please just kill me now then. Yeah. Because that, yeah. They, saying those words like right now. Yeah. In knowing yeah. how far I have come. Yeah. It's crazy because I, yeah, no, I know. I I know. know, I know those feelings. You're you're so so deep in the grief and that you just, you don't know what the thing is, is you don't know how to live without them. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I did not know how to live without my mom. I had like a very strong codependent relationship with her. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mom, do I, should I pick red or blue? And she'd be like, well, I always like blue, pick blue. And I'd be like, okay, I'm picking blue. So mm-hmm. I had a whole other part of my life to figure out too. So gosh. I, again, with very low, like, I mean, not low, but like less time. Cause I was 15 when my mom passed away. Oh. And I get that you are codependent also when you're 15, but like I, my mom was my best friend. And so I get you, I get, yeah how you're feeling. And I get, yeah, that it's, it's yeah. Like yeah. If, if my mom was still here today, we would have a very similar, <laughs> yeah. I, I would be sending her text messages also yes. saying like, what about this? What about this? What should I be doing? Right. calling her all the time? Right. Yeah, you would, you would. So I had, because of that, I had a whole nother part of myself to learn, to figure out and to grow mm-hmm. into. And then you know, I did that by the first thing I had to identify was, okay, just one foot in front of the other. Okay. I had a very strong, my husband, like, thank God for him. He's very strong support system. Mm -hmm. He was like, why don't you talk to somebody? And so I dug up my therapist number from years and years ago. And so immediately just went into not only, like I said earlier, like researching grief and, you know, just that whole world but also going through therapy. And she Mm kind of sent me down a path of something called, I went through this specific type of therapy is called a tapping. And Mm -hmm. so have you, are you familiar with that? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So tapping is where you, I'm going to butcher this, but essentially you will put it in the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. But essentially, I feel like that's what are, all the podcasters say when they don't effing know what's going on. They're like, right. Uh, yeah, we'll Google it later and put it. Yeah. In we'll, we'll put it. Uh, yeah. We'll link it later. Yeah. But basically, you're retraining your brain to think about a situation differently. And you're doing that by tapping. And I don't know if you guys can hear this, but so I, what I'm doing is I'm crossing my hands over my chest. And so my right hand is on my left shoulder and my left hand is on my right shoulder and I'm tapping. But, but the first thing you have to do is get to a place in your mind. For me, it's the mountains in Colorado and Breckenridge, a specific time when my husband and I were having so much fun on a vacation, but I remember the specific part of the mountain and I can envision it's just me, just me, myself and I, but it's like, I'm surrounded by angels. I'm, I'm in strong. I am supported. I am feeling my best. And then I'm looking out and I am on top of this mountain. I'm looking out and I'm seeing all of this just beautiful scenery. And that's when I can start tapping. And that's kind of like what helped. I don't know why it works, but it it does work. It's strange. So you tap when you're like, when you are in that moment. So like when you put yourself back the tapping is like, so like when I start to feel like I'm spiraling or, or getting, you know, like super, super sad, whatever I can do the tapping to bring me back to feeling better. Okay. At least I like this. And I still do it. And I'll I'm like, so if it late at night and I can't sleep, I'll do it, um, in my sleep, but it's just like, I'll just do like my pincher fingers mm-hmm. and I'll go to that place in my head, that beautiful mountain of Breckenridge and just, you know, take my pincher fingers and kind of tap, 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 tap. And it really, whatever, I don't know what helps. It just rewires your brain or something like that, but it's like active meditation. I've been, mm. um, I've been like getting into meditation, hardcore. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I say hardcore, I, I, let's call it softcore, like just get a max <laughs> of meditation. It seems like it's like the intro to meditation pretty much. So like meditation is supposed to get you to like center yourself and like bring your brain back to something, but Mm. I can see how and to keep your brain from wandering. So Mm -hmm. obviously when you're spiraling and you're sad, your brain is everywhere and meditation Mm. is is training me and I'm getting a lot of benefit out of it to, to bring yourself back centered. So it sounds like that's what tapping is, but it gives you a physical component to it. Yeah, it totally does. I didn't think about that because I've done a little bit of meditation in the past, but not enough, but yeah, that's totally it. Mm -hmm. And she never explained it to me like that. And then we were only doing this through, again, through Zooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I I really want you to come into the office and I think it'll really help you. And I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable about that. And Mm -hmm. never did. But then I ended up, so I went to like, I'd say about six or eight sessions with her. And then I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I'm good. You know, I I just felt like that part of therapy just wasn't really serving me anymore, but shit, man, like summer of 2020 and was just not a good year for me, for my family. It was just like, it was tough. It was a dark, dark year that I never want to revisit. Yeah. You know, and it's like the first year too, you had to go through all those first holidays and mm-hmm. learning new roles, you know, how, what role yep. do I play now as, um, the only female, my mom's gone. So between my dad and my brother, like mm-hmm. now what purpose do I serve to them? And so I started to, to take on more of like the matriarch role ish by trying to take care of my dad and really trying to get the house together and get mm-hmm. it to where he mm-hmm. would like it. Where does it feel? I mean, my mom's shit is everywhere in that house, you know, like, like Curse of Sullivan and, you know, like yep. cute stuff like that. You, you'll never shake that, but yep. just getting it to a place where it feels more like that he can be comfortable and just kind of, uh, you know, making sure we were talking every day. We, he was sending us pictures of my mom and then it just got to a point where he was like, guys, this isn't doing anything good for me. Like he would, he would go through like a big tub of pictures and send us one every day and like, those memories are great, but it wasn't helping him. And we're like, dad, that's, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Probably he was doing it for us, but then, you know, going through all those first and cut, it sucks. But then in February, so in, so in December, sorry, <laughs> in December of 2020, Brian and I found out that we were, I was pregnant. So, um, 
so excited. We had, we had also kind of been trying since my mom passed and mm-hmm. probably wasn't the time to be trying. And, you know, like your body knows that. And we had yeah, thankfully so, so, um, not lucky, blessed. I don't know. So we got, pre- I got pregnant very easily with Ellie. So like mm-hmm. when it didn't happen again, we were like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. So well, it wasn't your time, sis. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. so December, we found out that we were pregnant. So we told my dad in probably when I was about eight to 10 weeks pregnant. And then I go in in February 22nd of 2021, I go in for my 12 week appointment and there's no heartbeat and I'm there by myself. Ugh. This is probably, I don't know. Do we want to unpack this now or do we? Girl, that's a whole episode, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it could be. It, it, we could it, could, we could touch on it because it, it's a Let's pretty touch. quick. So, okay. So February 22nd, they can't find a heartbeat. I'm there alone calling Brian and, and they're like, okay, everything's okay. I'm like, Brian, everything's okay. They just can't find a heartbeat. And he's like, what? Uh! And, and so he speeds up to the hospital. They get me into like the ultrasound room mm-hmm. and yeah, there's no heartbeat, which is, you know, when you make it to 12 weeks, you're, you're supposed to like, or that's like when you're in the clear, you know, yes. there's like a, like a less than 10% chance. And you had happening. had, you'd had a heartbeat then at your mm-hmm. what, six to six. eight. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. So it was just like, I was just like, and the first thing I said, when they're like, there's thing, when they said, there's no heartbeat, there's no heartbeat. And I, and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? This can't be right. And I was making them, they had like the wand out and they were mm. going, you know, wiggling all around. That wand is the worst. Oh my gosh. It is. And you know, they're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I I lost my mom. And now this, and the nurse is like today. And I'm like, no, not today, this year. Jeez, Terry, come on. Like get with it. Fuck Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Nurse. And yeah, nurse Terry, come on. So yeah. So like had to deal with that. Needless to say, I'm glad that I had the tools that I had to mm-hmm. deal with a loss with losing to, my mom. Do back to back losses, yeah. Yes. And then losing a baby that was that was that really stunk. But you know, had the tools to to figure it out to deal with it. I was reading yeah. a lot online books, a, a lot I've always been fascinated by like signs and signs of afterlife, of signs of spirits, the signs of our loved ones who have passed on communicating with us because mm-hmm. I firmly believe, and especially having gone through or having had that awesome message from my hairstylist, Tina, everything that, that Tina said, there's no way she could have made that up. Like she knew that we were doing a podcast because I posted on social media, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one thing, first thing my mom said, she's the apple of my eye. And my mom, I tell that to my dog. I tell that to my dog, Abby, I go, Abby, you're the <laughs> apple of my eye. So I don't put that on social media. I never have. So that's like something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that right there is like, oh my God. And then like the stuff about my dad, like I've never talked to, I've talked to Brian and my brother about it. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. never really brought that up. Like that's just because it's just something that weighs very heavily on me and kind of tricky waters to navigate. So for my mom to come through and say, hey, this late, this mm-hmm. woman is making him happy you know, just show him some grace and compassion and, you know, it's all going to be okay. And I would, I would like shook out of my chair. I was like, huh? I was like, what? And so that's how, like, I just, not a shadow of doubt. And there's not a shadow of doubt in my mind that, that, that we don't live on after we, our bodies pass, pass mm-hmm. die. So, well, and for me, I need to, believe that that's the case. Otherwise, where is my mom? It's such a strange, like I need, I need to, and I'm not even a wildly, deeply religious person, but I, I do believe in there being something. And my mom is in that place and she gets to look over us and her grandchildren. And we talk Mm -hmm. about, we're starting to talk to Dom about his angel grandma and, Mm. you know, so I'm definitely also in that same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, writing that down because that's like, oh, that could be a whole other episode is for talking sure. to oh, your, for sure. 
children about talking to your kids about angels and your grandma, angel grandma, and like trying to unpack that to a mind so small. It's like while they understand so much for them to grasp it is difficult. But I tell you what, Ellie will find a feather or find a coin or find, she loves rocks too, which I think a lot of kids do, but my mom like really loved rocks. So like anytime that she finds any of those, she's like, Nana, Nana gave this to me. Kids keep that magic alive and they keep that love alive and they don't let you forget that love and that relationship. And yes, at the same time, it really sucks to hear her say, I miss Nana. When is she going to come back alive again? Oh yeah. And it's like, well, honey, that you would, know. that would, yeah. that would gut me. Yeah. It sucks. But I will say that the positive side of all of this, of having to go through all of this is that I have found myself. I have become, I'm becoming the better version of myself. I don't think I'm the best, my best version yet, but mm-hmm. I think I'm getting there. Uh, I hope to be there someday, of course. Well, but I'm you living. Give yourself time, girl. It's yes. Been, yeah. It's been a year and a half. Yes, I know. It has. So true. And we just, and so I have to, I'm finding joy. I'm finding joy again. Having gone through those two losses, I am, I'm looking at it as like a shake, like reality shaking mm-hmm. me, like mm-hmm. enjoy what you have right now because it's not going to last forever. And it's so true because these sweet little voices, these cute little teensy, tiny, toesy, woesies, peetsy poos. And just like, that's all going to be gone. And if I I need to, yeah, shit's tough. And she wakes up at 3am and I'm like, why? But, but you know what? It's like, that's part of what you signed up for sister. You wanted to have children. So you got to deal with it. So yes. Yes. And there's, yeah, like I said, there's joy yes. and all of that too. So yeah. before we close, I want to end on a happy note. Yeah. What will you remember most about your mom? What would you say her legacy is? Oh gosh. Besides I, besides you and your brother and her grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> she was my mom was just so much fun. She had a really great laugh and she just really loved her family. <laughs> she really did. Yeah. I think that she was just a lot of fun and she liked to have fun. And what one memory that I think about all the time is we would make our dogs have voices and they talk. And one dog in particular <laughs> was a little poodle named Buffy and he would shock like shifts and we would sing Christmas carols and Buffy's Aww. voice, like shingle shells, shingle shells. And so it's like so stupid, so ridiculous, but one of those inside jokes that you only yes. have with. Yes. So that you'll carry with you forever. Yeah. So that's a really stupid thing. I feel like I should be saying to like my mom's legacy should include, you know, she loved animals. So that's, Mm. you know, loved animals, like loved. So that's totally her legacy too. But she was a ball of fun. She was a lot of fun. That's a bit, that's a fun, like, that's a good legacy. It doesn't have to be like, she's the able changing the world of, yeah, yeah. she Jordan wasn't changing no. the world. She, no. she, <laughs> let's be honest. No. None of us are, no. but, <laughs> but she was changing, but she did change your world. And so yeah. that's, that's good. I like, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. I was long winded and kind of all Not over at the all. place, but Not at all. Thank you for sharing. First of all, yeah, because I think we can't have a, a grief podcast without you and I starting with our stories. So I mean, true. Because we can't ask other people to share their stories with us if we're not sharing our stories with them. So yeah, of all, thank you for all those beautiful, honest, raw moments that you gave us on here. Yeah. yeah. So next week, I guess it's my turn. Yes. And it's I on will... the week of anniversary, right? Yes. Yes. I am rounding up on 16 years. Last year was what I was calling the equilibrium or the tipping point. I have now been, oh, I have now been alive longer without my mom than with, which is weird. My husband, I, I don't know if I've, you knew this 
Kara, but my husband lost his brother when he was nine. Mm, no. So Ben was nine. His next brother up, Seth, was 15. And his oldest brother who passed away, Sam, was 16. And that's actually, so Dominic's middle name is Dominic Samuel. And oh, that is after that. Ben's brother who passed away. But when we first started dating, one of the things that attracted me to him is, which is all kind of actually weird now that I think about it, but <laughs> is that he knew grief as well, because I was like, okay, so if I'm having a moment, he's going to get that as well. But I remember when we first started dating and I discovered that he was like, it became weird when I was alive for longer than without my brother than with. And at this point, I mean, he's like tripled that almost now. And so I just kept thinking about that and kept thinking about that and kept thinking about that. And then, yeah, last year was the 15 years. So I'll dive deeper, deeper into that. And the feels I have gotten from that and just how weird it feels um, next week. But until then guys, (laughs) here's where we plug our social media. Until then, (laughs) you can follow us on Instagram or you can join our grieving mama's club Facebook group, which is really anytime someone posts in there without like Kara and I having to like like prompt. Yeah. Anytime anyone posts in there, it makes my heart feel so wonderful. Um, so if you are a grieving mama who could use other grieving mamas who get it, the Facebook group is for you. Yeah. I feel like the Facebook group is a a great space to kind of tell your story. It's maybe more of like a, a serious space, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where you can share and I guess like a support group. Yep of sorts, but like, I feel like Instagram is kind of where we let our freak flags fly and we just yeah. can be silly billies and, <laughs> and have fun. And it's kind of more of like, dude, being a mom is hard, but you know, and yeah. also being a grieving mother is hard, but like, As shit. yes, yes. But also my kid rubs shit all over the, the toilet and, and speaking of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ellie has not done that, yes. but I'm just saying like, it could happen. But anyway, somebody out there. Yes. Yeah. So we have two spaces that fit everyone's needs, but yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the grieving mama's club podcast. When times get tough, just remember you're a badass bee and you got this mama. See you guys.